Ernestine Anderson with All Blues, composed by Miles Davis and recorded on his Kind of Blue album. And that would take us, well, what here? Back to 1983. How about that? This is Lead Stories. I'm Matrice Lead. And some good news. The good news is that we are uh, we are going to rewind the clock, as it were, from yesterday. We had a little glitch and uh, lost some airtime, which meant that many of you in queue to contribute to the program weren't able to get in. And so we'll fix that today, and we will... Uh, open up the lines very shortly at 888-874-4888. By the way, this music is from Ernestine Anderson's 1983 album, Big City. All right. Uh, what we were talking about yesterday was President Biden, a particular concern about President Biden, and uh, it still stands as a major concern. He has opened the gates to the nation's coffers, as we said, to check the threat of economic and social woes that loom large nationwide here in the United States. A grateful nation and a normally adversarial Congress considered it a good move. That program just getting off the ground, Biden is urgently besieged by President Vladimir Zelensky of Ukraine to help repel Russia's declared intention to reclaim territories it had lost to Ukraine in previous battles. The Russia-Ukraine war is ongoing, including today, with both sides suffering significant losses and setbacks. Our focus yesterday, and it still is the focus today, is really in the form of a question which I hope you can answer at least put forward an answer. Should Biden, without making his case to the nation, be allowed to commit the United States to billions of taxpayer dollars in military support to Ukraine, and apparently without conditions? Is Biden skirting the War Powers Act why hasn't he presented his case openly to Congress and to the people? We're hearing today that uh, a huge award, financial award, is, is about to be expended again to Ukraine, supposedly to furnish arms. But that may just match the $800 million already given. We hear about all these numbers, 
you know, a lot of things that Biden suddenly, although he was asked quite a long time ago uh, when this all started, to consider giving aid to Ukraine, but that did not come about as a normal process where people would sit down and negotiate. It is literally at the last minute, and Biden is committing himself to more and more and more. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand very well, and certainly in this case, how circumstances can alter cases. The government of Zelensky, Zelensky, sorry, is, I mean, they're up against the wall. But there's no help, it seems, coming from other countries. And the United States has been singled out, and apparently Joe Biden agrees that, you know, that, that reflects, too, the recognition of the power of the United States. But in this instance, we have to look at it in another way. This demand, urgent as it is, is being made of the United States. And Biden is responding and money is flowing like crazy. And we, we have to take a look at it. Like most anybody who has been observing the situation, I really, uh, you know, it's a very touching thing, what's going on. And you want to help. But we do have procedures here. Every country has procedures. But it seems that Biden is kind of alone in stepping aside from procedures and the law of the country itself when it comes to giving aid, particularly military aid, in the course of a war. We still have not had a direct plea from Biden about granting this aid. We still don't know what conditions will apply. We still don't know when it will be repaid or if it will be repaid. We do not know the conditions of this aid. Is it a loan? Is it a gift? And today it was announced that Biden is seriously considering going to Ukraine himself at a time like this. So it seems as if people are kind of out of the loop here in their thinking. But the question still remains. We have something called the War Powers Act, which 
basically controls the conditions of how the United States, if it chooses to get involved in an act of war or in a battle raging someplace else, there are certain things you have to do, especially as a president. You have to talk to the people. You have to lay your case. There has to be a vote, an informed vote. You can't just take it upon yourself and say, well, they need the, the help, and clearly they need it now. What is this, extortion? <laughs> or are you asking for help? Or are you demanding help according to your timetable and your terms? And as regards Mr. Biden, he has been in, in the Congress for enough years now to know how this is done. But we should ask the question openly. And I'm asking the question openly at 888-874-4888. If you called yesterday and you weren't able to get on the air, uh, we'll make up for that today. 888-874-4888. All right. I don't see anybody on the board yet. See, you know, it's one thing to complain. It's another thing to indicate you're eager to take advantage of an opportunity. So let's share. If you're not calling yet, you should be. I'm moving along. Uh, if, if we don't get uh, calls in a timely fashion, because it's time. And let me explain that. Radio requires a whole different orientation when it comes to time. Time is very important. So if there is interest in contributing to the program, I open the doors to you. Take advantage of it quickly. Don't dilly-dally and then complain later on, oh, I didn't get on the air. It doesn't work like that. I keep emphasizing this point. You have something to say or to contribute, let's hear it. But don't delay. The, the, the lines are open and you can call 888-874-4888. Of course, the war is intensifying, and I must confess, there are many feelings I have as the war continues, and one of them has to do with the precedence here of Ukraine, and we have a history of many countries being subjected to war and attack by their enemies, and nobody flinches. There's been no particular concern. So the United States can't be uh, pretending that it's an even keel. No. This war has elicited 
in this administration a very urgent response as opposed to the response or non-response to other wars and skirmishes and problems that it, it routinely ignores. We have to talk about that, but that's not for today. E from Edgewater, you're on the air. Good afternoon, you treats. Good afternoon, E. Okay, uh, I find the whole thing very strange. Uh, going back to when Biden was vice president to Obama, and he was, he took this upon himself to bring uh, military aid, a billion dollars, to the Ukraine. That was when Obama was president. So he went over there and brought the billion dollars. And then you mentioned the word extortion. He told them they're not getting the billion dollars unless they fire, they get rid of the uh, secretary of state they had there that he didn't like. And he also wanted his son taken care of and John Kerry's son, uh, stepson also taken care of. And they got jobs with some uh, energy company that they know nothing about, millions of dollars for them. And uh, they fired where did, that. Where did you get this information? Including from the fact to PRN. From listening to all the I'm shows talking about, PRN. about Obama's son. I was not aware he had a son. No, I didn't say Obama. John Kerry. Oh. John Kerry, who was the Secretary of State before uh, uh, Hillary. When, when uh, his stepson also received million dollars from that deal that Biden made over there. That was what, 10 years ago? So, and now the whole thing starts up again. And again, we're giving them all this. What happened to the first billion dollars? Uh, they give that back to us and then we give them weapons. So what did they do with them? I, don't, I didn't see them using them uh, back then. Well, maybe they were. Anyway, I find it very strange that, that Biden is so uh, interested in the Ukraine. There's, a, there's thousands of country, cities, countries, whatever, seem like they are, they're in the same situation, and we don't seem well, to be concerned about that. And then also, so much, of course, they, it's not so much, of course, about the Ukraine. It is uh, an opportunity for the United States to get into that long match that it has had and to rev things up with Russia. That's really the, the, the issue here. It's not so much Ukraine. Of course, we know it is Ukraine too because so much money is being demanded and it appears that Biden is prepared to give them that money. I'm talking about has the president, in being supportive of Ukraine, also flouted U.S. law on how these things are supposed to be done? He hasn't come before Congress and really laid out the case. He hasn't spoken to the people of the United States to lay out the case. What is the trade-off? In exchange for a billion dollars, or sorry, 80 
billion dollars or eight hundred million dollars. We hear all kinds of numbers. What is the trade-off in terms of programs that people are depending, people in the United States are depending on, and how does he reconcile that? Yeah, I understand. I, I agree with you on all of that. He, he's not. He's not being transparent. It's like a big secret going on. What's really going on? All I know is Russia was our friend for 10 years when we needed to get up to the space station. They helped our astronauts get up there with their, with their uh, shuttle. We didn't have one anymore. So we couldn't go to the space station. So we were friends with Russia for all that time. And now all of a sudden we're arch enemies again. Uh, Ukraine... Wasn't it NATO that's causing all of this disturbance because they're trying to get Ukraine to join NATO? So why aren't NATO uh, involved in this uh, more than even the United States? This what, 16 uh, countries involved in this? They should all be uh, lining up, telling Putin, if, if you, because this, this is, to me, this is like uh, a holocaust. What's the difference? They're just killing people. And that's what's been going on. And I don't understand why it shouldn't be stopped by all the other countries of the world telling Putin you're not, you can't just kill innocent people for no reason. We're, we're, they're not joining NATO. You're just making, they're just using this to raise prices of everything. You know, the oil, everything has to go up because of this. Uh, this thing that's going on over there in Ukraine. And it doesn't make any sense. Well, let's get back to Biden, because that's an immediate concern. He is the president of the country. Are you satisfied that he has informed the country about the issues involved and what action or actions the United States is thinking of taking, uh, of course, with the advice and consent of Congress. Yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing anything uh, substantial from Biden, except he's, he's just doing whatever he feels like doing, it seems to me. He's, he says this has to be done. And then he has all his military men saying, yeah, we have to give them all the, all the weapons we can give them. And I, I don't know, what, what exactly are, are you looking for here? Well, I'm trying to figure out whether the president, in the way he's operating now with respect to this particular situation, is he, is he obeying the law by coming to the people or having a very detailed discussion, uh, which would result in a vote, he si simply has unilaterally uh, uh, declared, this is what we're going to do. I wasn't under the impression that the United States ran that way. Yeah, didn't they used to have, like, big meetings, uh, all countries in Helsinki, wasn't it, in Finland? They would get together and make, make rules up of things. He should be getting involved with France, Germany, all these other countries 
that are that are free countries like us, and 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 it should be all brought out into the open, and have a big, uh, you know, whatever they call that conference that they have there in Helsinki. They used to have. I don't know. It, it doesn't seem to happen anymore. Those were the days when you know the world was a big place. Now it's a small place with the internet and supersonic jets. You go from here to there. It's just like the world is just like one big country, and you know, I to, to me it looks like Russia's playing the Ukraine people, the president of the Ukraine is playing his people, and Biden's playing us, and we're or the good people of the world are being played, and they got all these kinds of reasons for doing what they're doing, but they're not they're not uh, doing the things that they should be doing. You didn't just give the, give the people weapons. They, they've convinced the Ukraine people that they have to fight against the Russians' uh, military, and they don't even have decent weapons, it seems. And I don't know what they did with all the money that they were given already before. They were supposed to have weapons. Hello? That, that's a question. And what, how is the accounting going to be done this time? Thanks, E, for getting us started today. Vincent right, from you. New Jersey, you're on the air. Uh, good morning. Uh, I'll tell you, Professor uh, Lee or uh, Mrs. Lee, whatever is appropriate. You have, you have something time. on. You have a radio oh. on or television on. Oh, okay, let me turn it. Alexa, turn on the volume two times. Is that better now? No, it's not. We're still hearing. Okay, Alexa, turn down the volume. Okay, now, it must be better now, right? No, it isn't, I'm afraid. You're still hearing the echoes coming from the radio. Alexa, turn off. Now, no, you can't be hearing it. No, it's it's fine. Okay, yes. Uh, my first time of calling, of course, um, I prefer to uh, refer to you as uh, Professor Leeds. I'd heard uh, your name uh, before through a, a friend of mine who apparently served on the uh, uh, station board with you at WBAI uh, maybe some time ago. And um, in response to the question that you asked about um, uh, Joe Biden, uh my position, the way I look at it, is that he is uh, looking at how Donald Trump was able to perform and do certain things contrary to the Constitution. So with the mindset that he is, of course, or believes that he is smarter than him, is more savvy than him, then uh, why bother with the uh, inconvenience that the uh, Constitution uh, you know, puts in, in place and just brush that aside in favor of just see what we can do and get away with. Uh, I believe that um, the um, steps that he had taken to reach this point had, uh, of course, have, I believe, um, uh, also the uh, purpose of hiding, you know, what else had gone on with his son, Hunter, as well as himself during uh, you know, previous years that, uh, of course, there's uh, supposedly some investigation going on about it. But 
uh, so far. They're trying to, uh, you know, uh, cloud up the uh, um, the water so that you know no one's paying attention to it. But I believe that uh, what he is doing, of course, is when it comes to what the um, American uh, public is entitled to, in, in, in particular, uh, the um, uh, programs that uh, have been uh, put on the uh, back burner or just, you know, just, you know, just ignored because they figured that the American public not going to stand up and going to protest against or complain about it if it, if uh, they uh, come to say, well, where's the money for this program and where's the money for it? Well, you know, sorry, you know, pat their pockets, you know, our pockets are empty, but we've, uh, I've chosen to, you know, put the funds over there with new, um, Ukraine because they've already built up uh, the type of climate where the uh, public will accept whatever is going on and don't won't question it. You know, just but you uh, do accept you do accept that that's not legal. That is not the way uh, to do it. Oh yeah, th- that's what I'm saying. They're using it. Uh, he's approaching the uh, Constitution. It's just an inconvenience that you know we just brush aside and you know we'll move on. You know. If they can get away with it, uh, suspending the Constitution, they would do so, you know. But uh, they have other agendas that they have in mind to pursue that might make that too much of a problem right now. So what should be done? We are, through Joe Biden, we are committed to war and to aiding one side over the other. So that is a conscious choice that the United States has made. It may end up paying for, because now on the other side of that, uh, the Russians would be entitled to say, well, you sided with the enemy, therefore you are an enemy. It gets complicated this way. Absolutely, I agree. And in fact, uh I think that uh, what had been going on over the last several months, even before Russia uh, went through the process of physically invading or encroaching on Ukraine's territories, uh, they had, the, meaning the uh, Biden administration, the United States, had uh, gone about you know, making the public uh, compliant and uh, willing to to uh, acquiesce to what was going on because of, you know, like say I'll use as an example, you know, what had been rolled out with this so-called uh, pandemic, which I refer to as a panic pandemic. Uh, they had already established what could be done with that. So, okay, well, since we've done that, okay, now let's shift over to this. And they set a climate where the American public would be willing to accept them actually going into war by creating this image of Ukraine and not the people in per se, but the the key figures as heroic and um, um, you know. But it's not uh, just the American people. You see, we yeah. have in Congress supposedly people who know the law. And who knows what should be done at a time like this? What is required of the president before he makes a statement that another 
$800 million or another billion dollars will be given. We, 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 we have people who are elected and who are supposed to be part of the system of checks and balances. They don't seem to be checking or balancing anything. I agree. And I would go as far as to say that they're, um, uh, they're also complicit in this, in that uh, a number of them on either side of the so-called divider, the aisle, you know, have uh, ulterior motives. They have something to gain, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, their their investments in the, uh, the, uh, the military complex and the weapons manufacturers. They have something to gain uh, on both ends, for one, uh, financially, and two, to uh, maintain control because they don't see themselves as necessarily representatives of the people, but rulers of the people. So what they refer to as oligarchs in uh, Russia and places over there in Europe and other places, we have those here as well. And, uh, you know, they are certainly not, uh, like you say, operating with, as you would probably refer to it as clean hands. Well, thank you very much, Vincent, for contributing today. Made some very important points. Henry from Chicago, you're on the air. Hey, Teresa, how's it going? <laughs> it's going. <laughs> All right. Same here, same here. You know, I, I, I think about what the late Glenn Ford of Black Agenda Report said about the Democrats. And Biden has been truly uh, one who, as Glenn Ford says, is the more effective evil when you talk about, you know, people that are in control. You know, and, and I'm not a, I am not a big Trump fan. I'm, I'm just like anybody else. Trump has a problem. Uh, his, you know, his presidency was a, was a failure. But Biden has brought us closer to World War III than Trump has ever done. And this situation that he's handling with the Ukraine is not going to be, uh, as you put it yesterday, it's not going to help our future generations because our future generations is going to pay for this war. And, you know, we as, you know, the quote-unquote grown folks, in this country and in this world, we're already leaving a uninhabitable world to our future generations because of climate change. Now we are straining our future generations with economic, uh, economic burdens because, you know, we're going to force them to pay for wars that first of all is not going to be successful. And secondly, it, it, it's going to, it, it's going to bring a, a more divide amongst, you know, rich and poor, you're going to have more poor people in this world and less and less, less uh, rich people. And it, I mean, it, 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 this entire thing is a mess. So Biden is basically, I think a lot of what he's doing is, I wouldn't say panicking, but there is a big concern that the U.S. is losing hegemony amongst the world. And even within the NATO nations, they're kind of questioning this thing of, of Ukraine and how it's being handled. 
there's still a lot of anti-Russian sentiment amongst the NATO nations, but we're starting to see a lot of the NATO nations like Germany and France who basically get a lot of their resources from Russia. And they're, they're on, you know, they're on the United States saying, hey, look, you know, we got our people to worry about, you know, so these sanctions that you're putting on Russia is going to hurt us as well. And then, you know, we have the countries who are not even involved in it, you know, or well, not, well, I wouldn't say not involved, but who trade directly from Russia, like India, who is basically buying oil uh, in their, in their uh, currency called the rubles, you know, they're like, we don't care what you guys say. You know, we're, we're still going to buy oil from, uh, uh, from Russia. And obviously the big fish that I think uh, in the end, which is China, you know, they're obviously like, <laughs> you know, obviously they're, they're, the other, they're the other big fish on the other side of the pond. Is like, hey, look, you know, it, 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 we don't care what the United States says right now. So they're, they're kind of losing hegemony amongst and, and influence amongst the worldwide uh, population. And I think what you said before, the reason why Biden is in this alone is because of the fact that the nations around the world are like, what are you doing? And I think we should be doing the same thing as people in this country. What bothers you in particular about Biden's actions? Well, I mean, what what bothers me about Biden's actions is that, and I haven't I haven't listened to everything that he has said about giving all these this money and weapons to Ukraine. But I think the closest he's, he's, he's done in regards to talking to the, to the people about this, you know, supporting this, this, this war uh, was at the state of the union address, but he was more talking at us than to us. And what, what, what bothers me is that he doesn't say, well, you know, I got, word from such and such that, you know, we need to do this. I don't know if he's listening to his advisors. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I don't know. But it's almost like this is his choice. This is his decision. And nobody's going to tell him what, you know, what Biden's going to do. We want to support this war and we need to get on board. That's what it sounds like to me. It's his attitude towards us saying this is his decision and we need to get on board. And we've seen, you know, independent journalists get kicked off of social media, get kicked off of YouTube because of the fact that they have a different, you know, taking on Ukraine. And if it's not pro-American or pro-Ukrainian, we're starting to see fascism in mainstream media. We're starting to see fascism in social media a media that was supposed to be, you know, a free media for us. Now we're starting to see that even they are part of the, uh, 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 of the governmental arm of silencing, you know, those who speak against, you know, our country and their war efforts. Thank you. Thanks for your contribution today. 888-874-4888. Brother David from Brooklyn, you're on the air. Good afternoon, all. Uh, you know, Good this afternoon. is a very interesting discussion, but there's a takeaway message that I 
looked at as we have this discussion. And the takeaway message is people have to get it that the, the country is not run in the interests of the people, of the masses of people who live here. Uh, we have elections. They allow some people to vote. But most of the people who have power in this uh, system that we have are selected, and then they sometimes let people elect them. So what I'm saying is this country is run in the interests of the corporate uh, structure that runs the country. This is a country that has uh, gone from what it was in the start to the point where it is now that it, we are dealing with fascism, uh, corporate structure that is in control. So people don't get it. So whatever is done, whether it's uh, getting involved uh, with uh, Ukraine and supplying supplies and armament and all the things that uh, the uh, ruling corporations make, uh, that comes before what is good for the people of this country or the world. So we have to get it that Biden is not going to do the things that are in the interests of the masses of people. His main masters are the masters of the corporations that run the country. That's the way I look at it. So people don't get it, and uh, I guess they're well-trained uh, because the information they get uh, is basically all from corporate media, corporate-run schools, uh, corporations that run all the instruments that people get information from. So we have to get beyond that and decide that these policies that the president, whether it's Biden or Obama or the rest of the crooks that get to that point, uh, they're running uh, whatever do they do in the interests of the people who own the country lock, stock, and barrel, and that's the corporations. So we have to get that. And thinking that, well, he should be doing things that benefit the masses of people socially and economically, uh, that's not what he's there for. He works for the ones who run the corporations. Stop expecting the man-eating tiger to become a vegan. He's not going to do it. So let's get real with this. Let's understand uh, and get by the propaganda that the ruling class puts out there that anybody who's president is supposed to think of the people first. That's not what this place is about. This place is about having people who operate in the interests of the corporate structure that runs the country. And I don't see it any other way. The corporations are going to make massive amounts of money with all the supplies and instruments they make uh, for warfare, and they love it. So this is about well, that being the case. They don't care about us. 
That being the case, though, I still come back to the basic question. Has the president scuttled constitutional or what we understand to be constitutional uh, laws in place as to how a head of state is supposed to go about this kind of business of allocating billions and billions of dollars, taxpayer dollars, without informed consent from the people. Well, I, I laugh at that because the way the system runs here, no matter what he's supposed to do that is in harmony with the laws and uh, regulations and uh, proper procedure and whatnot, they always have a way of getting around that. And, and they're good at that. And I, I think that it's no different than the rest of these crooks who become president, like Bushes and a Bush one and Bush two, forty one and forty three, Obama, Clinton, all of all of them. They do the same type of thing. They always can get around doing uh, the right thing by uh, manipulating, and they always win at it. I don't think there was any. Uh, 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 rule that said that uh, Obama could just go and destroy Libya, and it's the same with uh, Biden. I think he can get around whatever is uh, supposed to be the correct procedure by doing what he wants, because he doesn't work for us. He works for those who rule. Thank you. Thanks, Brother David, for your opinion today. 888-874-4888. We have room for a couple more calls before we go. This is a very important time, not because of Biden's decision, as it were, but because of the, how do you say? You have... A concatenation of things happening all at the same time. So we are likely to miss the central question. The central question being what is the relationship between the leader and the people? How is it that a guaranteed position? could so, be, so easily be dispensed with. Biden has yet to explain what his decisions are and what they will mean in the very near future. Uh, what the people should be prepared for. Why did he come to the decision that first you, you give them the money, whatever they want, you give it to them. Because the United States has to be on the record as being the enemy of the former Soviet Union, the Russians. They're the evil people of the world. Uh, and so we have, to, we have to move quickly on a thing like this, as expeditiously as possible, because Russia has made its plans already. 
and we'll be late and we will lose. At the same time, you supposedly have a Congress. It's supposed to be part of the system of checks and balances. I don't think anybody's checking or balancing anything. And at the same time that all these billions of dollars can be found to fund a war effort, we have deep cuts being made to life-sustaining social programs. We have programs that haven't even gotten off the ground because there's no commitment to fund them. And it seems to me that we are courting chaos here in the quest to satisfy the world, the universal view of the United States as, you know, the big, the, the big sheriff of the, the world. Here at home, things don't look so good. And they're going to get worse rapidly and it is outrageous that in this kind of an atmosphere we we're not hearing the point being raised we're not hearing the point being debated we have, we're not seeing anybody wagging their finger of blame at the president saying you're doing the wrong thing we're not even going far enough to say well, we have people organizing against him now. He's got to go. Because this is very, very serious. Billions of dollars that are just, you know, just throw the money at them. So we are on the record as being the United States, after all. Well within, you know, our historical uh, reputation of saving the world. And now he is contemplating going to uh, going to Ukraine himself. Uh, you wonder what are people using for braids in Washington? I don't get it. Eight 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 seven four four eight eight eight. There's room for a couple more calls before we go. Uh, so you want to move fast. 888-874-4888. This is a major question because it gets at the heart of the Constitution and what it's supposed to mean in terms of governance. The people having power and leverage and the governmental system also obeying the rules. And there's so many rules that have already been established, and Biden hasn't checked one of them, it seems. He's decided, this is what I'm going to do. The way Trump decided, this is what I'm going to do. And then Obama decided, well, this is what I'm going to do. Nobody has paid the price for jettisoning this constitutional protection that the people supposedly have that guarantees their input, that guarantees their protection, and that 
establishes an order. There is a way this has to be done. It has to be publicly debated. We should be hearing from the president what exactly his plans are, and then members of Congress debate it and come to a conclusion. But this unilateral move, this is the unilateral presidency. I don't need anybody's advice or consent. I could do what I want. I am president of the United States. And now we have him even upping the ante without even paying attention to the importance of symbolism, him going directly, at least this is what he says he's going to do, to go directly to Ukraine himself. Oh, that's that's smart. That's really smart. Um, and yet he has advisors. There are people who know the law, supposedly. And this is where we are. We have already, the president has already traded off the, uh, the assurance to working people, poor people, that the programs that had been approved and that should be now getting underway, he has already confirmed. You could forget it because there isn't enough money to fund your programs and to help, you know, uh, the, the, the Ukrainians defend their country. And what's more important now is the Ukrainians. 888-874-4888. We'll be closing out very soon. So if you have a question, I keep saying this, it, it has become irritating. You have something to say? Get on it. Don't wait, because we'll shut down according to our schedule. And then people will get all upset. Oh, you didn't let me get in. I didn't have a chance to express myself. You have had an hour. An hour, practically. So... There's time still available, a couple of minutes before we go. This brings us to a fundamental question nationally about what is our system of government? What is our right or what are our rights as Americans? What laws are we supposed to believe in uh, if it appears that the president has unilateral power to discard laws, to ignore laws. Trump was the perfect example of that. He is obeying only the laws he makes. And forget about what the impact might be systemically. He doesn't care about that, as long as he gets what he wants. And this has brought us to this level in which the United States basically is completely out of order. Trying to persuade people that we have systems. We're not like those disorderly uh, countries. We have order here. Our founding fathers gave us orders. 
and in their spirit we continue to operate. No, 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 no. We're not doing the right thing either. As citizens, we are not doing the right thing. We are observing what is going on. We are experiencing what is going on. And yet we do nothing. We do nothing. Well, you can't fight City Hall. That's the mentality. This is too big a problem to oppose. But we see it it is leading progressively into a big hole and we'll be swallowed up by it. This is wrong. And the President of the United States, no less, is the biggest culprit here and members of Congress. They are allowing to happen uh, the, the abridgment of the law, of laws that were passed in order to protect certain rights and to maintain a sense of order. But when we have a president getting up today or getting up tomorrow and deciding, well, this is what we're going to do, then you should know that you're not being American at all. You're not a good example as a head of state of this nation. You are encouraging lawlessness. You're trying to legitimize illegalities. And there, that is a slippery slope, a very slippery slope indeed. Chaos ensues. And there's no easy way to contain chaos. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks so much for participating and lending your view to the conversation today. Let's talk again tomorrow. Bye-bye.